Mm, if we were truly classy, we would go back and edit the uh, video to make it a little better. But, yeah. What? We got all the extra stuff. We can oh, go back whatever. in after the live stream. It's and live. Cut it down it's, to it's real to a, to a legitimate video after the live streaming is Has done. Has anyone experienced legitimate videos from us? <laughs> in the well, you know, five plus years we've been doing this. Is the home of professional podcasting. Right? I was so, going to ask if you got coffee. You I did get coffee. In fact, Sneaky. I'm celebrating uh, Veterans Day for, for Friday <clears throat> with my say, Air Force early. shirt, supporting the uh, military and, and veterans. And I've got my American Legion mug from which I'm drinking my Black Rifle coffee. New, Dang, you are newly just, acquired. Uh, I haven't had that, but I've heard good things about it. It's good coffee. This this particular roast is uh, a medium roast called Just Black, and uh, I'm. I'm enjoying it. It's, well, you are decked out. And it's veteran-owned and supporting, right. you know. So. You're very patriotic today. Well, you know. Thank you for your service. And, and every day. Just don't always <laughs> dress the part. Well, thank so. you for your service. <laughs> I saw they had a big yeah. sign downtown that says, thank you, veterans. I'm like, that's nice. Not, every, do town, enjoy, not every town does that anymore. I do enjoy um, some of our local towns, including here in Three Oaks, the... Uh, the veteran banners that they we put were, up. You know, them. it's funny you say that. Literally yesterday, I mean, they've been up all summer, yeah. and literally yesterday, George noticed them for the first time when we oh, were driving right? home from school. He goes, why are there so many army guys in the <laughs> on the things? And I said, well, because we're. I always had to explain, you know, how we honor them and then you know celebrate them and say thank you. Yeah. I said, you know who's up there? Who? I said, Pastor Rich. He goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to find yours. I know, I know, I know. I've seen it a few times. It's one of those things where there are so many more veterans that didn't yeah. get yeah. just because families didn't know to send in pictures. And so if you didn't, you know, they, they spent a few months gathering right. people's names, but some people didn't get it or right. didn't get stuff sent in. And so uh, they did a second run and, mm. and uh, just a shout out to uh, Kevin Harrington and Harrington photography here. If you ever look, if you're in the, uh, in the Michiana area, the Western Michiana area here in the Eastern suburbs of Chicago, <laughs> Uh, and you're looking for some excellent photography, I just want to strongly recommend our friends, Kevin and Kathy Harrington. We're not sponsored. Um, we are not sponsored, but <laughs> Kevin, you might want to think about that. Anyhow, uh, they uh, they also have a YouTube channel on woodworking. Which I've is, seen is that. Actually it's pretty, quite talented. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they've got some skills. So uh, anyway, uh, Kevin uh, went out of his way to make sure that as many people yeah, could as that's possible. That's a cool thing. And, and uh, Stevensville, Michigan also has I've seen uh, that. that. Yeah, they're downtown. Um, Buchanan had some. I don't think they have the banners the same way, uh, but they they also had uh, some things honoring veterans cool through thing. the town. So, yeah, cool dig it. Small town life in a good way. Right. Uh, speaking of being patriotic, today is election day across the country. And it the is the most a, patriotic thing you can do. Well, it is. It's definitely our responsibility. I was just listening to Al Moore this morning talking about the fact that in this in this uh, democratic republic in which we live, as Christians, it's our responsibility. Where we have a right to vote, we have a responsibility to vote because by not voting, we are actually voting. We're adding weight to all right. the other votes uh, apart from ours, and so by not raising our voice, we are. Um, shirking our responsibility as dual citizens, which, by the way, is last month's blog or, right. or newsletter article. Shirking. So. Great word. Um, well, that kind of, you know, I didn't, this is not a political podcast. And it's not even, you no, know. No, but so much of life connects to that well, right. in so many ways. And, and, you know, the slogan of this podcast is connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. And these are the realities we're living in. Right. And I thought 
it timely uh, that you know what we talked about on Sunday. I feel like really kind of coincides with yeah. with what's going on specifically today and the choices that are going to be made and the choices that as Christ followers we need to think about yeah. before we before we vote before we really do anything. Right. But this world is is so highly influential in so many ways. And I think especially with the influx of social media and people are getting news um, in such a variety of different channels nowadays that the decisions that we make and the paths that we take, um, I think can be very easily influenced. Right. And that can, that can cloud our judgment in many ways. And there are, you know, as, as we've talked about before, and as, you know, I, I just wrote this in the most recent blog, um, there are so many things that are Mm pre-political. They're bigger than politics. It's not a matter of party issues. And and right now in Michigan and Vermont and California, uh, there are a number of things in a lot of places. Those are three really big ones where literally life is at stake. And and Michigan is uh, currently officially a non-abortion state uh, by laws that predated uh, Roe versus Wade. And so, Right now, with Proposal Three in Michigan, which is probably the worst of of the situations as far as uh, ballot proposals related to to life right now. Uh, well, I mean, as far as the other <laughs> right. uh, abortion related things in the in the country, um, because it's so specifically crafted to be convoluted and confusing, and, and so uh, I, my fear is that there are going to be pro life people who want to support women by taking away this deception, because that's really what it is. So it, it, abortion only harms women. It does not help women. And the propaganda that it helps women is a lie, has always been a lie, and uh, has done more damage than we can even begin to imagine, not to mention the the killing of babies in the womb. Uh, and again, this isn't a political issue. This is a life issue. This is a Christian obedience issue. And as Christ followers, we cannot support that which denigrates life, period. Uh, it, it doesn't matter whether it's in the womb, outside the womb. We, we, we can't support the Holocaust. We can't support slavery. These are just not things that we can do with a clean conscience as Christians. So regardless of party or platform, we have to recognize the, the, the innate evil of certain policies. Most political issues, most governance issues tend to be uh, much more um, complex than than what the sound bites we see in the news mm. are. And so people end up, you know, picking and choosing based on, on their tribe. And so here's what our tribe says and here's what their tribe says, or you go back and forth. And, and uh, there are some issues that just transcend that. And uh, this is one of them. And so if you care about life and abortion and you're in Michigan, and if you're listening to to this podcast uh if you catch it today on tuesday election day we'll get it uh you know it's gonna post live right right I mean, so, or if not, you're watching right now immediately afterwards right uh so anyway as, as we're um, as we're going through this day i want to strongly encourage you if you care about the sanctity of life if you care about women and if you care about children vote no on proposal three in michigan that's because it can be confusing enough to sound like if you uh, you know, I'm not sure which way to go with this. I can't tell if it's if I should vote yes or I should vote no. Um, a vote yes is is it canonizing really. Uh, it's codifying and and putting into the Michigan Constitution. It's a constitutional amendment 
that that will ensconce abortion in there as a uh, as an enumerated right. Um, and if you are opposed to abortion, the the killing of unborn children, the harming of women with with indelible scars, uh, those. Mentally it, and physically. If that's the case, then you need to vote no on proposal three. And that's as far as I'm going to go. The other, the <laughs> other, I, I feel strongly about each of the three proposals Michigan has on the ballot. Uh, but this particular one is, um, this is a pre-political matter. It, it's bigger than, than your party politics. So anyway, I, one of the things that gets, um, just to kind of transition back, one of the things that, that we end up doing today, I think more than ever before, maybe not, but more than in my lifetime that I can remember. And I've had a, I've lived during some of the most tumultuous times of, of uh, American society, uh, being born in the 60s, raised in the 70s, growing through the 80s and 90s and being old now. Um, it, it's just, we have a tendency to just sit back and take shots at one another. Sure. Or to borrow from from our text today, to throw stones, to to be so angry that we could kill you, you know, and and that's I think we saw that in the last uh, five years or so that especially throughout the pandemic. Yeah. We were just talking about that before we got on. Right, um, and something to rant about. We were, you know, we were in that that uh, just the hatred that you have that so many have for anybody who disagrees with us, we cannot be kin. We cannot be brethren. And there are, um, we can't even have a discussion about and it. And there are, there are things that legitimately must divide us can and must divide us. Right. So, uh, I cannot walk shoulder to shoulder with those who promote evil. Right. You know, I can't, uh, I've been wrestling with this, um, you know, as, as a pastor, I participate in our local ministerial association or ministerial association with uh, pastors from a variety of different churches and different backgrounds. And we have so much disagreement about doctrinal issues, but that's not the purpose of our, of our gathering. So we don't really talk about it. Um, but now we're getting to a place in the American church where um, it's more than just disagreements about, you know, shades of this or that, um, whether or not, I, I, I think there are a lot of issues that, that we've made complicated that are simple. One of them is whether we pro promote the sexual revolution. If, if we are, if we are as churches promoting ungodliness, I can't walk shoulder to shoulder with you, and, and so that creates um, that creates issues that uh, become difficult. And how do we how do we handle it? How do we wrestle with it? Because the darkness hates the light, and there's no way for us to avoid that. And so, while we don't want to be divisive. And, uh, and uh, I just get really irritated when people say divisive, but anyway, that it's the popular thing. Now people like to say divisive, it's divisive. And <laughs> if you think that's not correct, I'll pray for you. Anyhow, you can email him. Yeah. I'm just, I'm mildly facetious. Um, don't comment to me as, as we are, um, you know, working through these things, we, we don't want to be hateful. We don't want to be. Uh, the the divisive kind of people that are that are you know throwing stones and so on. At the same time, sometimes our passion for niceness, our desire to get along with everybody, puts us in a situation where we compromise truth. Mm. Uh, and and I think even more than compromise truth, we avoid in our own lives dealing with it. It, it forces us into a shallowness in our faith 
and in our thinking that doesn't benefit anybody. And so right. we just don't talk about things that are hard. It's right. it's controversial. That's not the answer. That that's like, well, you know, I, I, I politics are too controversial, so I'm not going to vote. Well, that's dumb. I, I, I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but that's just dumb. That's that's it's not logical. Think and apply your thought and stand for your opinion. If you're not willing to defend and fight for your opinion, then you know, you're harming yourself. You're not benefiting anybody else. If you believe a thing is true and you're unwilling to tell others that you think it's true, well, then how will they ever think it through? Right. Uh, you know, if, if they are wrong and you're not helping them to be right, that's not very loving. Mm. At the same time, if you're pigheaded about it, that's not loving either. That, that's not helping anyone because you might be wrong and you need to be able to have dialogue to sort those things out. That's been the nature of American society and politics from from its inception more or less depending on various times but if we stop as christ followers standing up in the midst of our society for the things that reflect the character of god imagine what our society will be like well you don't have to look around because right. that's where we are we're in a place right now where as uh, uh, as american christians we have gotten caught up either so caught up in politics that it defines our faith and we've right. conflated things. And that's where this whole idea flawed or not of, um, of Christian nationalism comes up that, you know, to be a Christian means that, that you're an American, you're a patriot, you're a Republican, you're all these kinds of things. And, uh, it, you know, Republican in some circles and others only Democrats right. can be Christian. You can't be a Christian if you're, if you're a Republican. So depending on your tribe, if you don't just if you don't agree with me, you can't be a good American or you can't be a good Christian. And if you aren't a good American, then you're not a good Christian or vice versa. And that's uh, I, I might. <laughs> again, a lot of these issues are more complex than a couple of moments in a soundbite. But we've got to be as Christ followers, we've got to be more committed to the light of Christ than we are to holding up our own lamps in this world to try to fix it. Uh, as Chuck Colson famously said, uh, the Messiah does not arrive on Air Force One. Mm. You know, we're, we're not fixing things with politics. Right. We're, there is a specific role for government to restrain evil and, and, uh, and to defend the innocent. And as the government goes beyond that, we end up in really bad situations. And, and we've created a, a situation I said this is not going to be political, and, and here we are. Uh, so if anybody doesn't like it, I almost apologize. <clears throat> um, you can email him. <laughs> but in any case, the realities of God, the realities of life must be informed by the reality of God. And as Christ followers, that has to be bigger. The truth of God's word has to be bigger than our politics. It has to be bigger than anything else and, and must dominate our lives. And if we desire him more than we desire a better America, then we end up with a better America. And if we desire a better America more than we desire him, we get neither. Right. And that's the danger that, that we need to you be lose. aware of. And so anyhow, in, in our text, that that's an awful lot of time spent not on the text of the sermon. But Well, but I, at the same time, I feel like it ties in. 
you know, like, as you said, with this, the idea of throwing stones, um, I guess when I, you, you texted me last night and I saw it in the middle of the night, you're like, come up with questions. And I'm like, (laughs) but then this morning I looked at you. And you were up doing that. So you didn't drink your coffee enough this morning. And so. Right. Just was on my mind all night long. Yeah. Um, but then this morning I'm like, well, because it's election day and you're seeing all these people. By the way, the middle of the night was like eight o'clock. Listen, (laughs) it gets dark early. (laughs) It does. It does. I thought it was midnight. <laughs> Throws me off. Um, no, but I thought this is kind of, I don't want to say similar to what they were experiencing, but the way that we've been treating each other, both in person yeah. and online, it just reminded me of this this situation a little bit. Well, I think you're right uh, in that, you know, in, in Numbers 14, as we see, um, you know, the the, the people, the, the masses of Israel are rejecting God. Right. I mean... That's been the theme that God's trying to get along. When it's a small rebellion, you're rejecting God. When it's a big rebellion, you're rejecting God. When you're grumbling because God's not giving you what you want, you're rejecting God. That's, I mean, that's the theme of this book is, and honestly, that's the theme of the scriptures from the beginning. You know, what what was wrong with what Adam and Eve did? It was just, you know, a piece of fruit, right? Except for it was rejecting God. That's the point. The whole, it had nothing to do with the fruit. That's why we're not told what kind of fruit it is. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is God said, don't do it. I'm giving you everything. Everything you have is from me. Don't do this. And we did this. And so now what we're saying is, ah, you know, this voice that I keep hearing, which in their case was the serpent, uh, it, it, you know, this voice that's telling me there's a better path. There's another way that, that God's holding back or this, you know, this restrictive uh thought process you know you can't you can't impose your morality on somebody else you know there's no absolute right or wrong god loves everybody he's surely going to forgive this and so on all of these different distortions of truth the partial truths that get distorted as if it's the whole truth that that whole picture is us leaning on our own understanding rather than trusting in the lord with our whole heart and that's the one thing that he's called us to is to There's be his. Job. We really did. The one job is be his, desire him above all else, trust him above all else, be his. And, and that's the one thing that we won't we've do. We've literally failed failed it from the beginning of right. time until exactly. today. And, and and we do that same thing now. And so here's here's Israel. They're they're you know rejecting. Um, even they 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 have the the culmination of the promise. Uh, to the extent at that point in history, because right. Messiah hasn't come yet, but the, but this this next big step, they're getting the land that, that was it. promised to Abraham, and no, uh, we don't really believe that God's going to bring us in here, and we can't really see how this is going to work out. So we're going back to our old life, and Joshua and Caleb, Caleb is the mouthpiece here, and says, "My brothers and sisters, don't rebel against God. You know, listen, listen, Linda." God has this. We never were supposed to have this. It's not about us. This is about God doing what God said. And if he is with us, then who can be against us? And it's so funny because you think, oh my goodness, these people have experienced and seen all of these right. wonders. Right. But at the same time, so I have to I. look in the mirror. I'm like, well, so have I. And mm. I still do stupid junk that rebels against God all the time. Right. And so, so, so they're so upset with this warning and encouragement. We can do this because God's got it. Please don't rebel against God. Their response is to to kill them. And that's 
And these are supposed to be the people of God. Right. And they're turning against the ones that are bringing the truth. I think we've seen that so much in our society, in the church too often, where those who claim to belong to the Lord are actually opposed to his will. Mm. And, and we're seeing that a lot right now where people who claim to be Christians, uh, and I want to say this very carefully because I don't want to confuse people. There are, there are tares among the wheat. We know this. In the church, there are those who are in church, but they're not the church. Mm. And uh, as I usually will say, they, they, they're wearing the jersey, but they're not on the team. And we let those voices have too much say when we do things the way we want instead of how God prescribes in Scripture. So <clears throat> when we don't have biblical leadership in place, when we don't have the word as as the central piece of how we um how we walk through life. If, if we're not seeing God's word as inerrant and authoritative, then we have these shifting uh, values, you know, and, and the compass doesn't work right, right. you know. And so uh, this, I don't know, I assume everybody has seen Pirates of the Caribbean because why would you not? The first but one anyway, and the 31st one. The, <laughs> the one that matters, the Curse <laughs> of the Black Pearl. But but any of them, really. And, and so uh, Jack Sparrow has this compass that doesn't point north. Right. And you discover later on that what it really, probably the second or third one, that it's what it actually does, it points to what you want most. Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of the difference between the, the Disney follow your heart kind of thing, which isn't just Disney. They're just big on it. Um, it's Hallmark. Yeah. And Hallmark. Yeah. And, <laughs> and everybody else that is, that is emotional and nostalgic. And, 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 and as an emotional, nostalgic guy, I have to temper that in myself. It's not about just how do I feel in the moment, but what is true, what is right. And so when we're trusting our feelings, that's a compass that doesn't point north. It points to what our flesh wants right. most, not what is true and right and good. And we need a true north. We need a compass that keeps us in a, in a proper heading. And that's what the scripture does for us. And when we get away from God's word, then we end up with all kinds of human opinion. Right. And that's where we are as, as a church is, you know, you got people out here saying, well, yeah, we should, you know, we should ordain women as clergy. We should definitely not. Oh, you know, you're all going to, you know, you're all going to hell if you disagree with me on this. And, and, and so then we start throwing stones at one another. And I, I think the Bible is clear, but if we're not having a bigger conversation about it, it's really difficult to have any kind of, uh, of, of rational discussion and thought mm -hmm. in a two minute soundbite or, you know, right. trying to, you know, let, let's throw the gotcha questions out right. there. We see that in politics all the time. Sure. When was the last time we had a legitimate political discussion or debate? I mean, in, in probably in your voting lifetime, you haven't seen actual Lincoln Douglas style debates, you right. know, where, where you go back to, you know, in the eighties and seventies and sixties where, you know, you have a, a moderator giving both candidates the same question. You right. present your points, you present right. your points, you rebut, you know, and you go through <laughs> you these things. Trump going wrong. <laughs> yeah. and, and you've got 17 people or six people or however many, and you ask individual different questions right. about like it's the, a Barbara Walters. Well, interview. like almost like you're trying to trap them too. Like 100%. you said this, what yeah. does this mean? You know? Right. So I'm going to ask this person, that thing. I'm right. going to ask this other one, something else. Right. And, and we can't have an actual discussion because discussion takes more than 30 seconds of talking. Right. We got to and, and yelling over each other. And yelling means, over each other and talking about small hands and whatever other kind of silliness. All of that from 
it's not just the candidates. And this is an important thing for us to recognize. It's us. Sure. Why do the TV stations and the political parties do these things? Because it's what sells. It's what we keep clamoring for. It's us with a compass that doesn't point north. What got me specifically about this passage on Sunday, and <laughs> we're almost at time, um, was... Maybe we shouldn't podcast on election day. I don't well, know. I don't know. Well, we got five minutes. We're good. Um the part where the the uh, they said let's let's choose a new leader yeah and then peace out i'm like hold up <laughs> right. but how often do we do that we're like i don't like what you're saying i'm gonna follow somebody else right. and do that and ultimately they're i mean correct me if i'm wrong here they're saying let's choose a new leader i mean it's been it's been moses that's been leading them through the wilderness here yeah. but and moses has been you know literally talking to god right and saying, yeah god he, says he is this, the mouthpiece of the lord this. and god's so they're man. they're you know ipso facto we're not we don't want to follow moses anymore so we don't want to follow god anymore right we're going and, and really however that's probably how they would say it but really what it is is we don't want to follow god right. so we don't want to follow moses right and, and you know i've seen that happen in churches unfortunately uh, far too often. And, and uh, honestly, that's even happened a couple of times, uh, more than a couple of times in the history of, of real life, where um, you say something in a, in a sermon or you whatever else, somebody. and I don't like it. Mm. So clearly you're evil. I'm going to find a different different person to follow. And ultimately, if we're following the Lord and following his word, then when it hurts me, that tells me something. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you. There's. I don't think I've preached a sermon in 19 years that hasn't offended me that hasn't stepped on my toes because I'm guilty of whatever it is that's there. And so, you know, there before I can preach to God's people, that sermon has to preach to me. And, and so, you know, I as I'm saying these things, we'll kind of just, you know, roll the dexing in my brain for the six people that remember Rolodex, um, that the the people that were like, I can't be here anymore and, and left. And often don't say anything or they'll, you know, they'll kick over the trash can on the way out and start before they actually come to that conclusion. They're throwing stones of gossip around other people. That hasn't happened to me a lot. I've seen it happen other places where churches split over mm -hmm. things like this uh, because, you know, well, this is what I this is what I believe. And the pastor preaches something else. And so, you know, the pastor's the problem, except for the pastors, actually, in, in these cases. Now, sometimes it's the opposite. But the pastor's preaching God's word. It's coming from the scripture. The, the pastor doesn't make this stuff up. As Vody Bakum says, I don't write the mail, I just deliver it. You know, the, that's that's our job is here is the, here's the letter from God. You you deal with it, right. right? So we proclaim when we are faithful in expository expository preaching, we are proclaiming what God has already said. We're not making right. stuff up. We can't make stuff up. That's not biblical preaching. And so as we as we're doing this and it offends whoever, if it offends you, if it offends me, what I need to do is repent, not choose a new leader and go Think back to my old why life. why it's really offending you. So look at all the all of the deconstruction going on in, in our world. This this deconstructing is a legitimate phrase that's been commandeered like so many other things. Woke, by the way, is not. Uh, that's not it's just bad grammar. But as we're as we are talking about um, deconstructing our faith, there is a legitimacy to stripping away framework mm -hmm. to get to the kernel of truth. What, what is it that the Bible says? What does the text say? And let the text of the Bible drive our framework mm -hmm. rather than the other way around. And so there's a certain amount of 
ongoing deconstruction that takes place. That's what the Reformation was all about, right. is we, we've built up this, this tower, this tower of Babel, if you will. And we have to, we have to tear that down to get to what God said, because right. we've built all this other stuff on top of it. That's different than what we're hearing about today. Sure. That, you know, I'm, I'm disillusioned with the church. I'm disillusioned with uh, either I don't like the sound teaching or I've been, uh, I've been affected by, um, by hypocrisy or abuse or whatever. And so someone else's sin now causes me to turn my back on God. And, and so people describe themselves as ex-evangelicals and right. which is a clever term. I think it's, it's a popular a, I think term it's right now. Brilliant, uh, <laughs> a brilliant coining of a phrase. However, um, it's, that's what they're doing here right. is, you know, I don't like where this is going. So you're dead to me. I'm out. Right. right? Peace. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing them up and I'm out right. here. So if we are going to follow God, then when we come across things that where our feelings are telling us the opposite of God's word, here's just crazy, difficult theology for us to, to, to track with. I should follow God's word and not my feelings, right? My feelings can't be trusted. It's a compass that doesn't point north. It points to what my flesh most desires. Mm-hmm. And my flesh most often desires my pleasure and avoidance of pain. Right. That, that's where we're going. But holiness often demands that I forego pleasure temporarily to find a greater, higher pleasure right. in him. And it often involves my pain to cause me to grow and develop. Right. And, and what happens here with them is the same thing that happens in our lives. We have to choose God over because one way or another, the darkness will always oppose the light. Right. Well, I'm not going to have time to say all of our goodbyes on our recording. Oh, you might. You're pretty good. I'm not nine seconds good. So thank you guys for listening on the recording, and we will catch you later.